0: 1 Timothy 4.12, you know, don't don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Here's the thing, (laughs) the backside of that scripture is the part that we should focus on. It's like, people won't look down on you because you're young, if you are an example in (laughs) self-discipline. I remember him looking at me and being like, Noah, it's not gonna get easier. You've gotta get better. As a head
1: pastor of a Mm -hmm. pretty young church, what's your number one piece of uh, dating advice to uh, singles? i put you on the spot.
0: Number one. What's up,
1: fam? This is JJ. Hey, I'm just as excited as you guys are for today's episode. We have an amazing guest. Noah Heron, if you are in the Nashville area and you are looking for a church, a great church to not just go to on Sunday, but to partner with, to help build with, I can't speak of enough great things about Noah and the team at Way. They are amazing. This episode really blessed me and challenged me. I think of an episode I wish I could have heard at 22, 23 years old, when I was trying to figure out how to do community well, how to be vulnerable with other guys this is that kind of episode. So I just encourage you share it with a friend. Like if you're waiting on some kind of conversation starter with that guy friend who you want to get vulnerable with, you want to go deeper with, you want to be committed and true friendship with, send him this episode and start there. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Let's go what's up podcast fam this is your boy J.J. and in the house today we have a very very special guest Noah what's up bro how's it going man Noah Heron do you want me to give the background on you you want to tell yourself you got Uh, your elevator speech
0: down gosh I'm nervous I I've never given a my name is Noah Heron (laughs) I am 29 years old I'm married to Maddie Heron I have a two-year-old son Lion such a cool name And I have a seven-month-old daughter who can have anything she wants right now and forever.
1: Dude, we have our girl on the way. And I like... You're so done. I I can't imagine her asking me for anything. I'm like, no. You're done. I get emotional. Financial plans, done. Yeah.
0: Out the the wazoo, man.
1: I'm like, I'm seriously about to start crying thinking about having a baby girl.
0: Man, I'm so pumped for you guys. No.
1: So you went to Lee. Yep. Did you have a roller backpack and...
0: I didn't have a roller backpack (laughs) although one of the guys that lived on my floor my freshman year uh he did roller (laughs) blades to class every day and he became an instant legend at our school so
1: So, i didn't tell you this um no one i worked out this morning just a humble flex yeah he schooled me he's got that (laughs) dad strength i don't have yet and uh dude so i went to uh i went to school and grew up in jackson tennessee okay we have union university there oh yeah and they play league yeah they do and very similar schools yeah ring before spring type deal you yep. know and uh i just remember like we'd go visit and stuff and there would just be kids like walking barefoot you know with shorts and <laughs> it, like you just get a I, I, you get a unique crowd
0: yeah yeah it's you know christian universities you just never know uh what's going to happen there it's a lot like walmart so.
1: I, yeah that's true that's a great <laughs> analogy I love them and i don't mean that to criticize but they are a unique experience unique, for sure so, i
0: loved it man lee university uh was a really formative time in my life and um some of my best friends i met there uh i just had a great overall experience i go back probably once or twice a year to speak at their chapel and um yeah big big lee u fan
1: so awesome and 29 is young to have a, you have a church you're a head pastor that's very young yeah. to have a head pastor role of a church that you started last year.
0: Yeah, it feels like it's, it shouldn't be allowed a little bit. Um, <laughs> I told my dad. He called me uh, a couple weeks into it. He's a pastor in Atlanta, and he was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, "I, you know, nothing's burning right now. Right. Like, the church hasn't burned down. You know, uh, people are coming. It's really shocking. And, and he started laughing. He thought I was joking, but it's really like... It's surreal if you come to our our church here in nashville um the only way we know how to describe what's happening is to say we have this uh, phrase we say only god and i really think uh every part of our journey can only be described as only god Um, 29 year old pastor that's definitely only god because Um, but even just what we've seen the first four months, uh, 111 salvations in four months. Amen. Um, we just gave away close to $60,000, uh, you know, only God, um, to help feed people and plant more churches. And it's just really cool, man.
1: Can you quickly tell the story of what you should not have done according to everyone oh, yeah, yeah. and what you guys did? Cause I just, I, I think, you know, you talk about a church that is maybe trying to be a little bit different in yeah. an awesome way. Mm. I, I just think of you guys. Thanks,
0: man. So we um, were told, financially, what is the wisest thing to do as a church plant is to not ask too much of people too quickly. You know, when you start a church, you you raise money so that you don't have to ask people to give right away that are maybe trying church for the first time. You know, 111 people giving their life to Jesus, a lot of those people have no experience with giving, with tithing, you know, so it's hard to financially build. Uh, you have to build trust before you ask them for their money. Right. But we really felt um two months into it like god was saying you need to give your church the foundation of this being built on me we had like money like we we didn't need to do a special offering um and all the church planting organizations that are out there like hey don't do a special offering your first year but we really wanted to so that we could live on mission with our money and you know two months in as a church plant um, and show that it is possible and so i was praying and initially i felt like we were going to try to raise fifty thousand dollars in one week again i felt the lord the lord and my wife saying like you should choose a number that requires me to get involved yeah like god get involved yeah so got up in front of the church on our ninth sunday and was like hey we're going to take up an offering today um, I believe we're going to raise $100,000. Here's what we're going to do with the money. This is a church that the average age is probably 28 years old. So very young, both in age and in just income, right? Yeah, income. Career. Um, and that Sunday, we raised over $130,000. Um, and just, <laughs> we were able to take a step back and, and, um, And give give God the glory, and just say like, "Hey, this shouldn't be happening at a church that's nine weeks old." But but God moves. Come on! So, we uh, surprised some church planters two weeks later. I love it. Sent them a check. We we helped. um, You had to
1: keep your ego in check a little bit when you went back to them with (laughs) like, "What? No, I'm kidding. That's so cool, man."
0: it's been it's been amazing
1: so you feel like that culture of generosity and given yeah like has kind of just kind of
0: permeated throughout the whole totally because I mean when you're a part of something like that I, for us it was like it was so amazing my wife and I we've tithed uh to a local church since we got married you know our first paycheck as a married couple we tithed on it and we've been doing it ever since but being a part of that moment um really challenged us to be more generous with with our money like hey mm. like what are ways that we can go above and beyond our tithe like that was one of the coolest experiences ever what we felt just reminding ourselves like our money is not going to go with us into eternity right but how we use our money could go with us into eternity amen building the kingdom the fruit that lasts way longer than we do um and so we're we're getting excited about ways that we can give our money away uh for the first time in our life it's so exciting it's so exciting man you're getting me amped up
1: over here i love i love giving yeah and i love challenging you know we love challenging singles at heart of dating to one give to a point where it costs yeah right like it's not hard to give something that doesn't cost much right but when you're getting into that territory where it costs and you don't want to give. Yep, I love it. It's amazing, man. I love it. And and also for singles, and, and I'm sure a lot of people at your church, we just love it when singles grow to a place where they can actually be focused on other people, yep. right? Their story is not so all focused on them and finding a spouse, serving themselves. Like They kind of grow into a place where it's like, oh, it's not all about me. Yep. And I'm totally cool with that.
0: Dude, and I think like a big thing that I wish I would have realized earlier is like when you get married you don't become a new person you bring in the old habits that you had to that yeah. marriage and if anything it gets highlighted and so yes if you were selfish before marriage when you when you get married that Absolutely. selfishness doesn't disappear yeah um, if you had like a scarcity mindset like it's not gonna go in when you, when yep. you get married and uh, get married and so I think the best approach to that singleness is like man like let's let God form me right now yeah so that when I get married like my spouse and I get to be generous together like amen. we're not starting to build generosity we're we're already on s- step three or step four of that journey together versus yeah. step zero
1: you know and you know marriage absolutely marriage amplifies whatever's already there yeah whatever's already there is going to be amplified good and bad yeah. um and you know find it like this is not going to be an episode on finances <laughs> yeah. but you know I think you would know this as well like Marriage is hard. Mm. You want to make it 10 times harder? Yep. Throw financial challenges Totally. There. Like, absolutely. It, by far. Okay. So, speaking of background, uh, we have a would you rather question to start okay. off. Let's go. This one's definitely on left field. I, I don't think you've probably ever heard it before. Okay. But it shows a lot about kind of like your personality. Okay. You ready? Would you rather fight an ostrich to the death? Okay. Or fight a shark? And in your battle with the shark, you can only lose a limb so if you don't beat the shark like you're guaranteed to only lose a limb and keep your life
0: (laughs) wow uh you know this was and the ostrich knows here's the thing they they both know as soon as you said ostrich I knew that I was going to choose whatever came next Really? Because I absolutely hate birds with long necks. Wait, what, dude? My, I'm not even kidding. I got bit by a duck when I was like four years old, and to this day, you can ask my wife if I see a duck, I will walk to the other side of the street. Like I can't. I I cannot stand so long neck birds.
1: My name's Noah, and I don't do ducks. Is that? I don't
0: do ducks, especially not geese. Okay. Oh, dude, geese are like. They got because they actually have a longer neck. They have a longer neck and they're mean. Swan um nope i won't do swans dude there's a there's a drive-through zoo in georgia that yeah. my parents took our son to the other day and they showed me a video there was an ostrich yes. that stuck its neck into our car <laughs> i immediately took that thing to the car wash and scrubbed <laughs> the inside i mean well, i can't
1: would you have had a panic attack if you were like fear factor like if oh I'd...
0: i would have been i i would have been Out, (laughs) like I don't know how to describe to you how out I am on the drive-through
1: zoo chickens.
0: Uh, chickens are fine. It's a shorter neck. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not gonna like pet a chicken if that's what you're saying.
1: No, no, no. But you, but I would fight a chicken. Oh yeah, well obviously. But I'm not fighting an ostrich. Okay, Okay, but the shark. Okay, so you're doing the shark. Yeah, for sure. Dude, that is so funny if it was, maybe if we got to find another animal for you I didn't know you had a phobia of long-necked birds I'm being dead serious I would have been man, helpful in like the, the pre-read and I know. the I background should, I should
0: send that out as a warning
1: I you know I have a weird phobia I have a weird phobia too I don't do Oompa Loompas
0: Oompa Loompas. I hate
1: that I'm like scarred from the OG movie yeah those freaky the little Oompa- creepy I hate them
0: in the, especially in the OG one I yeah. hate them so much do you encounter them often <laughs> no
1: I hope I never okay, do like no, I hope they're not in these like little Safari parks I would beat the crap out I I would <laughs> seriously I feel my body tensing up and I would just beat the crap out of one and run off <laughs> before this little army came after me okay so thank you for the background yeah that was a great answer first question mm. for today would be if you had a room kind of like I think podcasting is funny because you have five thousand single Christian guys listening right now yeah what would be the top question if we had like a main weekend, you know, with tanks and fireworks and yeah. hatchets, you know, like what would be and we did Q and A, what would be the first question that you would get? I think it would
0: probably have to do with pornography. Um, you know, statistics that are out on how many uh how many people, but specifically men, that right struggle with pornography are pretty pretty eye opening. Um it's definitely something, even if you don't struggle with, you have to fight the temptation totally. for. And with our culture, there's so many ways to be tempted with it yeah. that you could be doing you know, the best that you can to avoid seeing it or, yes. or looking at it, and it's still gonna find its way to tempting you. And so, I mean, for the three years before we planted Way Church here in Nashville, uh, I would go speak at events. That was my full-time job. I, I still do it. Um, A good amount but it used to be every single week i'm speaking two three times a week and without fail i would get 22 year old come up to me 24 year old come up to me hey man could you pray for me i'm struggling with pornography um and of course i would always do it but i think with that issue there has to you have to really have a a strategy and um and it needs to be a biblical strategy or or you're going to keep coming coming short
1: right so like we talk about habitual sin yep Specifically for that one, you don't have a book on winning against porn, yeah, yet, yeah, you know. But is that part of your story? How was that, you know, an experience in your life where you know you really were like, I've tried every practical way, yeah, I've tried to, you know, have the interceding prayer where they're breaking mm-hmm. every chain over me, yeah, and it, you know, I counted days. Like, did you ever walk? Because yeah. I definitely did, totally, absolutely, a huge part of my story at this yep. point. And I think maybe every guy's story do you just operate under the assumption that every guy under
0: 30 is watch porn like at this point well you know I think I think it's weird I I think that there's really two spectrums that people swing to with it at least what I've encountered you have people who um, they keep it a secret and they're pretty like unaware that it is everyone's struggle they feel like alone in it they're like yeah I'm the only one who struggles this way and and you know the idea of talking about it is like worst possible case scenario to them. They wouldn't you know they don't want to talk about it. They're trying to struggle with it in secret. Yes. Um and then I think that there's a lot of people who have normalized it. They're like, oh we've all we've all got needs, you know, I'm I've heard people say, Well, I'm twenty three years old and hundred years ago I would have been married by now and getting these needs out another way. right? like rational. How common do you think
1: like what would you say would be
0: the breakdown of that? I think there's probably more people who normalize it than um, people who don't. I mean, I, I've seen- In the church? In the church too, man. I've, I've seen Christian content creators talk about how um, they think that it's okay uh, to do different things. We've talked about
1: masturbation, by the way. Yeah, like yeah, doing, uh,
0: you know, talking about masturbating and yeah. they think it's okay. And um, yeah, I just, uh, man, I, I really struggle with that. I think scripturally. Bible has a lot to say about um, uh, not being people who satisfy fleshly desires and uh, you know Paul was super explicit in all of his letters um, that one of the things that differentiates followers of Jesus from people of this world is that people of this world chase their senses and they live lives based off the things that they're feeling, Um, but a follower of Jesus doesn't. A follower of Jesus bases their life off of Jesus and the Bible and um, and pursuing holiness. And I just can't wrap my mind around uh, how masturbation or pornography or uh any of that stuff is, is pushing me to be more like Jesus
1: yeah absolutely and we've had some great episodes have you ever read the C.S. Lewis letter on masturbation no I haven't okay Whoa, we, he wrote a letter dude on that I get goosebumps thinking about it wow and it is by far one of the best letters I gotta check that out and just like uh really captures the heart mm-hmm. of you know like you're serving yourself as God yeah. with no problem or no work to achieve the means of sex and it's also the opposite meaning of sex which yep. is satisfying yourself yep. versus the original intent wow okay but that'll be your homework. yeah okay that's my you homework. have homework I'm in okay um now your journey and what you say to guys like let's get really practical yeah. you say come up with a biblical strategy what does yep. that look like
0: okay so I wrote a book i know we're going to talk about it at some point and and the book is called holy habits and just spoiler alert it's not on overcoming porn but i do think pornography is simply a fleshly habit yeah lord willing if you struggle with pornography it would be amazing for someone to pray over you and for you to be set free that was not what happened to me me neither i had to figure out a way to trade in fleshly habits for holy habits yeah ultimately that is what set me free so it was going okay what's the issue the issue is when i'm weak i look at porn when i'm feeling lonely i look at porn when i'm bored sometimes i'm Mm -hmm. looking at porn so i had all these things that were pushing me towards this fleshly triggers triggers emotional triggers um and then i looked at like the holy habits and um it's kind of like that old illustration that we've all probably heard at some point where it's like if you have weeds in your yard and you just keep trying to pull them up they're just gonna like eventually grow back Uh um, unless you get them at the root or you put something down like into the soil Mm -hmm. and so thinking about like what could i put into the soil of my heart that will actually change my heart versus my outcomes like my actions right the inputs the inputs yeah so it was like okay i i need to develop some habits that are going to change the heart not change my actions Mm. like if i can change the heart my actions are going to follow and so it was. It started with like a real pursuit of the Lord, and like you know stuff that we might talk about later, like like studying the Bible, um, prayer. But specifically with pornography, it started with an accountability partner. Mm. Um, one of my best friends, a guy named Tyler, who lives just down the street now, here in Nashville, uh, where it was like, hey man, anytime I'm tempted, can I text you? Can I talk to you? Uh, anytime I fall, can I let you know? Right. Like, like can we make this blood pact that if I look at this, I'm gonna tell you? Yeah and and you hold me accountable had like, you done account-
1: had you done accountability partners before that not with this not okay. with pornography you
0: know it was always like hey what are you struggling with and i was struggling with porn even but at would, lee right like no yeah I, I we would do like uh i had like an accounting accountability partner my junior year at lee um for like uh 21 day fast yeah <laughs> you know i did right. for prayer
1: you feel like it was maybe kind of like the hidden thing that no one was maybe I don't want to like not as a criticizing, but I was always this guy. No one was maybe brave enough to be vulnerable and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'm struggling with this." Yeah. And if maybe one guy out of twenty would have said it, yep, nineteen would have been like me totally. too. Totally. Totally. Right just dance around
0: yeah just dancing around you know you we've all been in those groups where it's like hey what are you struggling with and you say the thing that gets you enough cred in the room to be like oh he's really vulnerable but right. you don't say the real thing it's kind of stays surface level yeah 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 it's like I've, oh man I'm just really deceitful and right it's like okay I know <laughs> what's that even mean yeah, yeah, you I'm know like, oh, that's so I've mean. been very prideful
1: lately yeah just, you know, just trying to kill pride you yeah know? yeah I'm <laughs> like
0: dude this guy's super he's been reading a lot of <laughs> Spurgeon and I mean, and, and, like if that's like your heart's desire, amazing. But I just think like for most people, there are real things that we're struggling with. And I think the first step is finding people we trust to be wholly uh, vulnerable with. Yeah. And say like, this is what I'm really struggling with. Like this is what I really need help with. That
1: was a great um, double entendre mm. right there. Mm. Wholly, wholly Holy, Wholly vulnerable. vulnerable. <laughs> I love that. Was that on purpose? No, or it wasn't. No? Okay. But,
0: I'll, I'll have to add that to the regular. No, records.
1: but but I'm dead serious. Like I don't feel like I experienced the true fulfillment of community mm. until we started going there. Yeah. Like not just porn. Yep. But true vulnerability. Yeah. Like I did not have true friendship mm. and true community and, until we were being truly vulnerable. Yeah. you feel like it was the same for you? Or
0: totally. And and through that, like it opened up so many truths in my life that I didn't realize I was believing lies in. So like things that I would tell myself when I was struggling with pornography was like, ah, like I'm only struggling with this because I am 22 years old and single and not married. But when I get married, I won't struggle with this anymore. And then like got in community and these dudes who are married are like, that's such a lie. Right. Like you will still struggle with it. And if you don't kill it now, it's not just gonna kill you, it's gonna kill your marriage. And so then it was like, oh, snap, like, you mean you? Like, you get to have sex whenever you want? Like, that was my mind. It's like, right. guys, you can have sex anytime you want, and you still struggle with pornography? And they're like, yeah, because it doesn't go away right. when you get married. Like, right. you don't, one, to all the single guys, uh, not to burst Rubble, but, like, you don't have sex every night when when yeah. you get married. Totally. Like, um, you know, you you get into different rhythms and different seasons of life, and and it's very normal uh, to not... You know, have sex every night when, yeah, when you get absolutely. And so there are just times when you see something and boom, all of a sudden it's like temptation right there in front of you. Yeah. Like no one would know about it. And if you haven't gotten to a place in your walk with the Lord where you can overcome that, um, man, just the idea of like this doesn't just affect my soul anymore. This affects the person I love the most soul. Right. It's brutal. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, the implications are so much greater. I mean, they should be great enough for when you're a single man to be important. Yeah. But obviously, even more so when you're involving someone else. Yep. Uh, and then you have kids, it gets yep. so messy. Um, okay. So, you know, it could be porn and that could be, you know, but if you had 24 year old Noah, a mm-hmm. couple years out of college, yeah. still kind of early in the career, figuring things out. And you can kind of go back and give him one piece of advice. What would you go back and tell him? I'm sure.
0: Dude, mine mine would be I know this for sure. I would say, Noah, stop wasting so much time.
1: Stop wasting so much time. Yeah.
0: I've never heard that one before. That would be that would be it. I think when you are in a season, you always feel like you don't have enough time. Uh, there's like a like th- where you are right now there's like a theory uh, it's like a scientific theory I forget the the name of the theory I could, I could find it but it's it's basically like you fill the amount of time that you have no matter how much time you have and so like that I, makes look, sense. I look back on college and I remember being in college and being like gosh I'm so busy oh yeah like I, I just have so much on my plate yeah and then I got out of college and I got a job and I was like, what did I do in college? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then and then you get get out of college, you get a job, and you're like, man, I'm so busy like yeah. with work and like I'm trying to stay fit and like I have all these friendships I'm juggling. Right. I'm so busy. And then like you get married. Yeah. And you're like, man, now like I'm trying to be intentional with my wife. Right. And just every step of the way, like you look back and you're like, what was I doing right. at that time? And I look back on my college years. But not just college, just my time that I was single. Yes. And the amount of, like, Netflix, the amount of screen time, the amount of caring about things that I care nothing about today that I spent was insane. And so I would would look 24-year-old Noah in the eyes, and I'd be like, you have way more time than you think. You should use it effectively right now Mm. Um, i think about the words of paul uh, one of my favorite scriptures in the bible it's like a daily reminder to me ephesians 4 1 um, he says i urge you brothers to live a life worthy of the calling that you've received and i just think like man like you've been called live a life that's worthy of it uh whether we want to or not one day we're gonna have to give an account of how we spent our time right and how we stewarded what God gave yeah, us. Yeah, you think
1: about the, the parable of the two servants uh, who, you know, the master left them their, their yep. wages and yep. he came back years later and totally. what did you do?
0: One of the most quoted scriptures by young people, uh, it was my favorite scripture for a long time, is uh, 1 Timothy 4.12. You know, <laughs> don't, don't let look, anyone right. look down on you because you're young. Here's the thing. <laughs> the backside of that scripture is the part that we should focus on it's like people won't look down on you because you're young if you are an example in self-discipline right if you are an example <laughs> there's someone wealth. to look up to yeah and right. so it's like I wish that at 24 I had been more self-disciplined with my time more self-disciplined with asking what ha- what has God called me to do yes and how can I start now versus just letting life happen to me I
1: mean okay so this is great because what happened like because I think you probably could ask that question and ask you know every man who's married and with kids yeah. you know did you have that same issue and probably about 99 percent would say yes yeah because they didn't really have a force function yeah you don't have any time now and you don't really have a choice in that or not yeah like you just have so many things yeah built into your life yeah like you're n- not going to sleep whether you want to or not right <laughs> yeah. like you have to get up if you want to yeah. work out yeah way early yeah
0: we got up super early today yeah what time did you wake up I-, I wake up at five every morning what time did you go to bed uh last night was late for me because we had a special date night yeah, but i went to bed at 10 30. that was late yeah normally i'm asleep by 9 30. okay that's so nine yeah.
1: o'clock you
0: start shutting down yeah we we uh my wife and i play board games or cards almost every night wait really yeah and then what's your to guys' top games uh we love rummy rummy yeah you know, all types of I've rummy. heard about this one it's it's amazing you can play on cards there's like rummy cube which is like a kind of like a board game we do that one a lot too so that's your top one. Oh yeah okay I need to play that one it's so it's so fun and it's quick and you can keep score we're very competitive did we just played night squad have you played that one on switch
1: grant Skelton. oh it's on switch uh him and alec and all them play it okay they play smash and night squad
0: yeah i've I've been over for some of their um super smash brother games i'm not great at that game and they're really good they are very
1: good dude they kicked my butt so bad i went home and watched youtube videos and started training and uh I'm just, I'm waiting to go back and get my revenge. And their wives are good. That's how oh, you know yeah, they're know. serious. Their wives are just as good. It's insane. I have nightmares about playing them. Yeah. Cheyenne kills me. So, okay, um, bedtimes, waking yeah. up early. Okay. So 24. Yep. You're wasting all this time. Yep. I definitely was wasting tons of time. I would say, you know, one way I would say this, I just had so much of my free time dedicated to pleasure. Mm. Yep. And leisure yeah like my life was just craft around having fun totally like fun you could really say fun was a god for me yeah uh what happened like what took you from a young and i hate to say it like all macho alpha mass you know alpha male Mm. macho like what took you from a young man to a man man but like what took you from a young man to like a man of god like growing from the spiritual you know milk of mm. babies like a guy who's like hungry for god's word discipline in yeah. his life like i could look at all areas of your life and be like
0: okay this guy has leveled up as mm. a man um i actually remember where it started because at 24 i was leading a college ministry called the gathering in cleveland Tennessee, and uh at 24, we'd seen like pretty explosive growth. It started in my apartment when I was 21. And by the time I was 24, we had about 700 college students every Thursday night. And um, we in did your a, apartment. No, no, we moved. <laughs> we had nine in my apartment <laughs> in, when I was 21. and At 24, we had we had moved to a, uh, a church um, space. And then once a year, we would do a conference. And, you know, we had uh, guest worship leaders we had elevation rhythm came one one year uh, we'd have guest speakers come and uh i think it was the year i was 24 we had rich wilkerson come rich wilkerson junior and um i've known him for a while he was a Lee grad and so our our paths have crossed several times you know what i'm talking about yes okay junior yeah junior yeah the, so, the more good looking one his dad's <laughs> <laughs> on the street his, from us his Amherst dad's County. pretty good looking too though ah, i no they're both uh, great
1: they're and his dad's Obviously. British Wilkerson, yeah.
0: So he, he came and we were hanging out after he spoke. Um and he was just asking me like how are things going and I was venting to him. I was like, Man, like things are going good, but I'm just I'm like gassed and like uh Maddie and I had just gotten engaged. And so I was like, I'm I'm gassed and you know, I, I don't know how like this is sustainable. I was the only like paid employee for the ministry. Uh-huh. So I was like, we have seven hundred people, I'm the only paid one and about to get married, I just don't know how to juggle all this. Like, I need your help because he was, you know, planted root church a couple years before and they were crushing it. I remember him looking at me and being like, "Noah, it's not going to get easier. You've got to get better." That's what he said. And looked at you in the eyes. And yeah. Well, and and like I knew I could trust him because I was like, "Yeah, here's a guy who is like doing it. Like, yeah. like he's where I want to be five years from now, ten years from now. Like, he is planted a church. He's leading right. a church. He's, I think at the time they had just had their first kid or the, or." about to have their first kid something like that like family like growing like wife loves him like yeah speaking all over the place like doing these things that like i i'm doing on a smaller scale and want to do long term so he's right and um one of the things that i learned from him uh from watching from afar and then from from other people in my life is like that quote like discipline leads to freedom Is so true. Yeah, and so it was just a process for me of going like, what are the things that matter most to me? Like, what are the non-negotiables? How do I make sure that those things are not the things that get pushed to the side? It's other things, and how can I work backwards, almost like, um, what's the term? You uh, reverse engineer your life. Start what with what you want. Yeah, and then how do you get there? And so for me, it was like, I've got to do like a vision session for my life. Yeah. Like, what is my vision?
1: Had you ever done that before? Never done it before. And what was your attitude towards vision in general? Did you think it was like a fluffy thing that I just only... felt it was cliche? Yeah,
0: it was like, oh, yeah. People love people love talking about vision Same. You know, without vision. People perish totally you know, blah, blah, blah. But I just felt like I was letting life happen to me. And, and I felt like for the most part, I was like, man, I'm, I'm doing decent like You know, like our ministry is growing and like I feel um, like I'm growing as a preacher and a communicator. Yeah. But but everything that was happening was just very reactive. Okay. And I think you can get by with that to a certain point in your life. And then all of a sudden the time gets, you know, totally. And and all of a sudden you're having to choose between options. And if you haven't pre-decided what is going to be the priority right then your life will tell you what the priority yeah, is going to be absolutely and so it was like all right well my long-term vision for my life is to be 70 years old for my wife to, to love me more than she's ever loved me before for okay. my kids to love me more than they've ever loved me before for me to be more in love with jesus than i've ever been yeah. in love with jesus before and then it and then it was like those are like the non-negotiables and then right below that there were some other dreams like i want to plant a church in nashville one day and yeah like, I, I hope that I get to lead that church for a few decades. You know, that was like one. Um, there was another one which was like, I, I want to preach the gospel to, um, to young people. Like that's something I, I want to continue doing. And so, uh, and then going, how do I, reverse engineer that all right well if i'm gonna love jesus better at 70 then that means i've got to like develop the habit of reading my bible every day yeah. instead of just reading it when i need to write a sermon right you know like bro just come on. those like what are the daily dude i'm like so ocd about this stuff but if you opened up my uh my computer right now it is literally open to a notion dashboard notions like a program on on the internet for like project management and um all of my goals for 2024 are broken down into daily habits that have to happen and every single night before we shut down like work you can ask my wife I go to the table and I check off which ones I completed because dude without discipline it's not going to happen and um i've just learned like if i don't keep track of it if i'm if i'm not uh intentional with with my life it's just going to slip by and and i want to make sure that i'm living a life that's worthy of the call
1: amen and and, but you weren't always that way no no and you wouldn't i would probably guess what you just told me yeah where you do that two years ago
0: uh to some extent but not like i am now right Um, so
1: it's kind of been like a yearly
0: little bit little bit at a time
1: right like ten percent yep every year totally low and slow yep Towards like a long discipline yep I love the quote um faith is just long obedience in the same direction
0: Eugene Peterson Yep.
1: so good and and in a lot of ways that I don't think you can have that without discipline
0: absolutely a- and I think like have you read Atomic Habits by James clear I have like there's so many like hacks to discipline totally
1: you know what I mean it's like yeah.
0: Like I remember uh five five, six years ago is when I was like, All right, I gotta start reading the Bible every day. Yeah. And I just was not motivated. Right. I like didn't have the motivation. Some days I wake up I'm like I gotta do it and would yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, I mean I love how I love when JP is like, I hate reading. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> I'm like hold up. <laughs> it's yeah, he's like, I hate it. Dude, well, I read you know, I'd like become familiar with the idea of habit stacking. Yeah. So it's like I I didn't enjoy reading. Yeah. But what I did enjoy was a good pour over coffee. So I was like, I'm going to not drink my pour over coffee until the Bible's open. Mm. And I started doing that where it became the Bible. This sounds wild, but the Bible became associated with the feelings that I felt (laughs) when I was drinking a pour over coffee. Yeah. And after three or four months, it was like I woke up craving the Bible more than I was craving the pour over coffee.
1: Yeah. And so that would that is what you would say you kind of growth hacked a habitual holy habit of reading yeah. the bible into your life yeah because you knew ultimately that was the best thing for your soul yeah and for some people that's just where they have to start yeah
0: just i think like the thing beneath all this stuff is like just owning your life yeah um i posted something on social media today like that I just feel really, it's like a a timely word for like our generation, which is like, don't let 2024 be a year where you watch other people live their lives more than you live your own. Yeah. And I just think with social media and with like a lack of self-discipline, like it's so easy for another year to happen that just happens to you without intention.
1: Uh, Okay, first of all, banger of a quote. (laughs) Thanks. that's gonna be on Instagram yeah uh but two so say I had a young man he's like just like Noah. he's 24 yeah um so first of all I loved your situation though because you had a challenge like you had a burden on your shoulder that was mm-hmm. forcing you like mm-hmm. it was I love the idea of quote force functions yeah or systems yeah you know like this is on my calendar so that whether I like it or not it's got to get done yep And if I don't do it, I'm going to look like an embarrassment. Like there's a force function. So what would you, would you say that's imperative to a guy growing? Like that kind of force function, that catalyst. Like if I had 24 year old Noah here, Mm. or maybe a guy who didn't have a whole ministry on his hands and he's the only paid guy for 700, like what would you tell him or what kind of question would you ask him to like get that kind of, I like the word ownership, to take full ownership of his life.
0: Yeah. I feel like there's two questions that every guy has to answer. The first one is like, like, what are you called to do? Mm, that's like the what's first your purpose? Thing. What's your purpose? What's your why? Like for yeah. me, I, m- I believe wholeheartedly my why is to help people follow Jesus, Yeah. Um, primarily through the teaching of God's word. Like that's what I think my why is um, vocationally. and, uh, And then the second thing is, what would it look like for you to be challenged in that? Mm. guys love challenges yeah you know what i mean like if it's i think there's a like a uh, bigger issue in the capital c church which is just like how do we challenge people mm. with more you know uh like following jesus is, meant more, is, is so much more than like the end goal being going to a church and holding a door yeah which is like amazing like i, I like <laughs> we need people to do that at way church so if you're listening to this and you live in nashville like please come like greet people at way church but like that's not challenging enough to keep me engaged right like i want to be called to something higher like how can i do more how can i make a bigger impact and so when you know what you're called to do it's like what would it look like for this to be a challenge what would i have to do in order for people to look at my life and go that's not noah yeah. God's got to be. doing Paul
1: talks about that. He
0: talks about having so much discipline that in every
1: area in your life, mm. a non-believer can look at and it points to something greater. Yep, which is amazing if you think about it. Which because it extends, there's no safe area in your life yep. that's off limits totally. to Jesus and the discipline that He brings into your life. Yep, because the but the discipline isn't and I and we can start closing, but. I think this is probably the most important the discipline isn't for discipline's sake absolutely I know, Tim Tebow was talking the other day and uh, this was like a year or two ago and I loved it because I grew up in this like put your head down work hard discipline for discipline's sake Mm. and he goes that might work but it's not gonna be effective totally what you need to teach is vision yeah you need to teach a young man to want a state championship so badly yeah. that he will take he will do anything it takes to get there yeah to want him to want to win mvp all American so badly the hard work will come yep you know the discipline will come yep. because he desires it so much it'll be sustainable right so we don't discipline ourselves just for discipline's sake yep. just so we work hard just so we can work up at 430 and be jocko willing yeah. and david goggins <laughs> and yelling like i get there's like some kind of coolness to that yeah which I would actually just say is ego yeah. and failing themselves, but um, like the discipline is for something. It's a byproduct of just wanting to be so near to Jesus in yep. my life and my life so badly in every area to point to Jesus yep. that I'm desperate that I'll do anything it takes in every area of my my life to have that. So good, right?
0: It's it, like I think you see that in. Have you ever read Celebration of Discipline? No. No. My favorite book. Okay. Uh, really? You, yeah, should, I mean, you should read it. My, I read it every year and it's about spiritual disciplines, which is what my book Holy Habits is on and I'm talking about discipline to spend time with God, like the habits that yeah. you know um, put you in the presence of God, but in, in the book I I share like the power is not in the habit, the power is in the person. Um
1: Power's not in the habit,
0: power's in the person. So like like the habit is not the goal. The habit just gets us to the goal. The habit mm. just gets us to the presence of God. It's just like putting us in the place to have an encounter yeah. with Jesus. And I, I think it goes with spiritual disciplines. I think it goes with just daily discipline. Of right. Like Trying like the whole point is Jesus. The whole point is glorifying Jesus. And self discipline is is the byproduct. It's, yeah. It's something that comes when that is your goal. Right. Um, because someone who, who who wants to glorify the Lord is not going to waste their life. Right. Someone who wants to, to, uh, you know, whatever your calling is, maybe you're not in vocational ministry listening to this, but you feel called to start a business or uh, just to be a great employee. It's like someone who wants to honor the Lord is not going to be a bad employee. Right. Because you want to honor the Lord in your work and in your deeds and in your speech. And you want other people to look at you and go, man, there's something different about them. Right. And so, yeah, man just so good
1: that's great i i actually really like that quote um now you know i know we didn't get to talk about your book much at all it's great but i actually like that yeah because too. i want people to know you yeah and trust you and your voice and your story and then of course like you know i actually in full transfer haven't read holy habits it's great but i want to after it's talking good, to it's you. a good time to read it. so it, what read do you, you feel like you kind of uh you felt like you pulled in your personal experience And then a a lot of effective teachers on habits like how
0: did you kind of build the book yeah i just wrote down um what are the habits that i feel like could make the biggest impact with the least amount of struggle to implement those are the habits that i focus on so like biggest habits least biggest impact least time commitment okay so like hey are you lazy in that sense i have to fight it yeah you know i feel like everyone has to fight laziness to some extent i think i'm way less lazy than i used to be yeah but but the point of doing that was more like accessibility so like hey if you're one of those people who you know you're listening to this you have two kids uh and you work 60 hours a week and you're trying to juggle a million different things like i didn't want you to read a book on 10 habits and be like well this isn't realistic right i wanted that person to go no i can implement these like i i can still have all this going on and Uh still accomplish what this book is talking about
1: well, um, I someone asked you the other day in a podcast I was yeah. listening to, what's the most pertinent one for your life right now? Yeah. What do you think is the hardest one for you historically?
0: Man, it's probably the prayer one. I shared this uh, recently, like when I was leading that college ministry, uh-huh. I was really challenged that I should be praying more and the most intimidating scripture to me was pray without ceasing yeah (laughs) and i was like how do people do this and so one morning i I started a stopwatch and i was like i'm gonna see how long i can pray and i just called down heaven dude i mean i was just praying and i looked down at that stopwatch when i was done it was three minutes and 37 seconds (laughs) and uh i was like man i just can't like it just was a struggle and so um i I implemented this habit that i talk about in the book called the sixty second prayer. Yeah, this is so good and so um, it's something I practice to this day the whole the whole premise is after every event on your calendar taking 60 seconds to talk to God so uh, right after this I will go downstairs in the parking garage get in my car and before I drive away I'm gonna take 60 seconds just to thank the Lord for this conversation for for JJ for Kate for heart of dating like I'll just talk to God God thank you for this God Uh, I'm headed from here to uh, take over for my wife for the rest of the day to watch the kids while she's on some some work meetings and uh, I'm just like, God, will you just bless my time with my kids today? Wow. Um, Like, please let this be intentional. Thank you for the gift of children. You know, something like that. 60 seconds, I'm on my way and uh, it started as something that I had to do intentionally. I actually scheduled it like in my calendar notifications. Yeah, like right after every... After a coffee meeting, pray, after whatever, pray. Um, But now it's just a habit. It's become a habit. I've been doing it for... Four years now, something like that, and um, that has absolutely transformed my prayer life. I thought that praying without ceasing meant that you had to pray for hours a day. Right. Now I know that it's just having an ongoing conversation throughout my day Amen. with God. Amen.
1: So, Shout out to Words with God. Words with God. Addison Movier. Amen. Um, hey man, this was so awesome. This one uh, hasn't been asked in a while, but I think we should bring it back because I'm definitely curious. As a head pastor of a pretty young church, what's your number one piece of uh, dating advice to uh, singles? I'll put you on the spot.
0: Number one, I would say, don't go on a date hungry spiritually. Yeah, there it is. I don't go to the grocery store and I'm hungry because I just buy whatever. Right. I wouldn't go on a date if you know you're hungry spiritually because you'll come back with something you don't want.
1: Especially out of that intimacy.
0: Yep. Hungry for intimacy. Yeah. Like. It's bad, man. seen it happen so many times. Well-meaning people, good people, people who love Jesus, but not, they haven't reached the point of being satisfied with their relationship with Jesus above everything else. And so they, um, you know, they go on dates, they get in a relationship with the wrong person. Mm. uh, And they would have known or figured out it was the wrong person if they had been satisfied in the relationship with Jesus. Right. But they don't, and then they get two years into the relationship and it ends in a messy breakup. Right, yeah, so dating out of abundance of intimacy with God. Dude, when I met Maddie, I took her on our first date, and on our first date, I said to her, hey, the moment this feels like I'm not your husband, break up with me. I'm dating to try to find my spouse, and I do not want to waste your time, and I am begging you not to waste my time. And it was like the most forward, direct thing ever to say on a first date. But dude, I felt like that set us up for success from the beginning. And when I tell you that girl, could have cared less if I asked her on a second date. Like she was so not that like she. So enjoy- funny. She enjoyed our date, you know. Like yeah. I could tell she was having a good time, and she told. I mean, she told me that she was.
1: You didn't have the hair you did now. No, right? I mean,
0: I mean, it was much better. So than she me. was just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, um, but there was such a like peace and fulfillment in her of Uh like she was not looking for me to give her anything you know and i was like that's that that's a woman who is full on jesus
1: okay so we'll close with this i would just say there there's almost that is like if there's a single listening to this yeah we don't grow our intimacy with jesus so that when you're on a date Mm -hmm. you come across as more attractive yeah but i will say that is by far the number one thing i've ever heard when yeah. over thousands of singles yep. is w- they know when the person across from them is fully content and satisfied with totally. jesus and there's nothing more attractive to that person than that yeah characteristic
0: absolutely yeah because then your marriage is not dependent on you making them happy totally which is a god-sized expectation yep amen okay now uh, hey so holy habits best yep. place is amazon yeah, Amazon. Uh, it's in Barnes & Noble's, a um, couple other like big bookstores, but Amazon's probably the easiest.
1: Well, you have a great voice, too. Is it on Audible? It or? is, but it's not me reading it. What?
0: I know. I'm so upset. But thank you for saying that. I
1: would love to listen to your voice. Just The next falls. book, it's, it's non-negotiable. Okay, it's please. You have a great voice. Okay, well, thank you so much, bro. This
0: is a lot of fun. Honored, man. Love you, DJ. Love you, too, bro.